This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I know some of you are taking a shower right now. So rinse your hair. Have a great day today. And we are going to talk about the preciousness of life. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So a big thing is happening uh, right now. We are on the eve of the 1st of December. And for the first time in a very long time, the Supreme Court is set to hear oral arguments that could potentially reverse Roe versus Wade. And I'm going to talk about that for almost this entire podcast and uh, make a case, I hope, that you guys will agree with. And that is this, every life is precious. Every life is precious. Before I get started today, tomorrow is the 1st of December, obviously. So... Congratulations, you guys. You made it to the end of November. And uh, we are starting a brand new study about Christmas and the Advent season over at MomStrong International. So go check it out, momstronginternational.com. Also, you guys can send me your Christmas cards. I cannot wait to hear from you. Uh, And you can send those to me uh, at Firmly Planted Family. In fact, you could just address it to Firmly Planted Family. You could say, Merry Christmas, Firmly Planted Family. There are lots of parents and students here who will love to see your cards and letters on the wall here. And you can send those to us at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. And if you guys can put in a year-end gift to the nonprofit organization, we would be so, so very grateful. All right, you guys, there's a lot going on right now. And tomorrow, I was just actually talking to my friend, Mike Ferris, about this a about a week ago now, talking with him about the importance of what's happening uh, with uh, with regard to abortion rights in the United States. And so you guys know that we live under the terrible decision of Roe versus Wade, where we decided that babies no longer have the right to protection against the brutal uh, practice that is abortion. And tomorrow, the Supreme Court is going to start to hear oral arguments in a challenge to a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks gestation. So a ruling in favor of the state of Mississippi, which is seeking to uphold the ban, would chip away at the precedent set in Roe v. Wade, which ruled that women have the right to obtain an abortion until an unborn baby becomes viable. So we know that uh, viability is completely off the chart. Babies are aborted in this country routinely from uh, conception until the moment that that they are born. And I think this is an exciting thing. I'm going to encourage you guys to be praying about it. I'm going to link back to an article I saw in the Christian Post that really highlights some of the very real stories of people who have been impacted by abortion. And the Susan B. Anthony list has released three ads as part of its, quote, Modernize Our Law campaign just ahead of this case called Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. So one ad focuses on a young woman who was adopted. Another one features a doctor who regrets performing abortions. And a third features a doctor who cares for pregnant mothers uh, and their babies. So a really important a time and a really important opportunity. So the ad, I want to tell you guys about some of these. I'm going to link link to them and I might even share them on social media because they really are, they really, really are powerful. 
The first ad tells the story of Annie Fitzgerald, who was adopted by a a couple in Peoria, Illinois. After praising her adoptive parents for giving her a really good life, she lamented, I could have been an abortion. I'm so grateful that my birth mom chose adoption. I'm grateful she chose life, Fitzgerald said. Everyone has a purpose and a plan for their life, and they deserve a chance to get to fulfill it. Fitzgerald called the idea that abortion is legal through all nine months of pregnancy extreme. Nobody wants to see a baby that is fully developed killed by an abortion. She argued, I think it's time the Supreme Court placed limits on abortion. Follow the science. This is the 21st century. We have sonograms. We have 3D ultrasounds. This is a human life. And like everyone else, it deserves a chance to live. Uh, As the ad concludes, a picture of the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. appears on the screen, accompanied by the words, empower women, protect life. The second ad features a doctor, an obstetrician, and a gynecologist who expressed regret for performing abortions early in his career. Quote, as I gained wisdom and as I gained insight, I realized that there really were two patients, the mom as well as the child developing inside, said the doctor. We now have done studies where we know that by the time a 15-week, a baby is 15 weeks, there's thousands of pain receptors throughout the child's body. A child at 15 weeks can actually hear and respond to the voice of its mother. I find it amazing that when it comes to the care of human life at its most vulnerable stages, we are relying on science and medicine that is over 50 years old. Science has made incredible progress in obstetrics and gynecology. Uh, amazing. And then the third ad, of course, features another doctor and she elaborates on the science of fetal development. She said, by six weeks, we can detect a heartbeat with ultrasound technology. By 15 weeks, a baby in the womb feels pain. Uh, This doctor has delivered over 800 babies and said, Within the incubator and proper care, babies can survive after being born at 21 and 22 weeks. Since Roe v. Wade passed in 1973, we've made many advancements in modern medicine. The scientific data that Roe v. Wade was based upon is antiquated and the law should reflect it. She described Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban as absolutely necessary and characterized state laws allowing abortion uh, up to the moment of birth as horrific. And uh, she's completely right, because as you've heard over and over again, by 15 weeks, children in the womb have fully formed noses, lips, eyelids, eyebrows. They can suck their thumb and they can feel pain. And I want to note, it's very important that we state that the United States is one of seven nations, including China and North Korea, that allow late-term abortion on demand more than halfway through a pregnancy, well after these little ones feel pain. Uh, And Americans overwhelmingly reject such extreme policies, yet their elected officials are shackled to Supreme Court precedents that, in effect, allow unlimited abortion up until birth. And these are needlessly divisive and decades out of step with medicine and technology. So this is a very, very important discussion for us to be having this idea that here in the in the United States of America we can murder our unborn right up into the moment that they uh, that they are born that they enter this world and I I was reading there's a wonderful book I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today by Mark Middleberg it's called the questions Christians hope no one will ask it's wonderful and so he asked the questions and of course they give the answer but I want to read something to you guys. 
especially on the eve of this really important thing. And really, you guys be praying about this. Pray with your children today uh, before you guys have breakfast or lunch or dinner, wherever you are, before you go to bed, really pray that the oral arguments that are presented before the Supreme Court will be met with measured responses and with compassion, because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about the lives of little human beings that are made in the image of God. And I believe abortion to be wrong from conception uh, all the way to birth. And uh, this is definitely a step in the right direction. So I'm going to read this to you. Uh, And this again is from a book called The Questions Christians Hope No One Will Ask by Mark Middleburg. It was the early 1940s and Arnie Ski was driving his car down a rural highway with his young daughter, Jean, by his side. They were just outside of their hometown of Leeds, North Dakota, when they noticed something on the pavement ahead of them. Right in the middle of the road sat a medium-sized cardboard box. As he eased off the gas pedal, Arnie considered what to do. It was tempting to simply steer around the box and let someone else bother with getting it off the road. Some people would have felt compelled to speed up and run it over just to hear the sound of cardboard being crushed or to see the carnage in their rearview mirror. But Arnie did neither. He hit the brakes and pulled the car off to the side of the road near the box. But as he got out of his car and walked onto the pavement to pick it up, Arnie and Jean saw something they would never forget. Suddenly, the cardboard flaps flew up and a small child popped his head through the opening, giggling with delight at surprising the strangers in front of him. After getting over their initial shock, Arnie rescued the boy and together he and Jean returned him to the safety of his nearby home. Many years later, Jean related this story to me and my wife, Heidi, her daughter, and we experienced some of the emotional shock she and her father felt so long ago. Jean concluded, My father told me that what he often repeated in later years was this, You never know what might be inside of something like that. I knew the box could contain things that would be valuable to someone, and there could even be something alive in it. Whenever you're unsure about things like that, it's always better to give the benefit of the doubt and play it safe. You might be wrong, but you might save someone's life. Okay, guys, a lot of us are talking about Christmas gifts early this year, and you know that I am totally committed to helping you support companies that are standing for freedom, right? Well, at the top of my list is, you guessed it, My Pillow. You've all helped build My Pillow into an amazing company, and now I'm partnering with them just in time for Christmas. Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast on his standard My Pillows. You will receive a standard My Pillow regularly priced at $69.98 for only $19.98. You will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as MyPillow towels, the mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. You can get up to 66% off your order. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code HEIDI. MyPillow is made in the USA Comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last. And a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code HEIDI, that's H-E-I-D-I, to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code HEIDI, or call one 800 
447-0541. He goes on to write, Heidi and I were reminded of this story and its unforgettable lesson. When our first child was born at only 20 weeks gestation, almost three months premature, weighing in at two pounds, five ounces, and given just a 50% chance of survival. Emma Jean, named after both my mother-in-law and Jean's mother, Emma, could nearly fit into the palm of my hand. After spending her first months struggling for survival in the hospital, she was finally able to be brought home on the very day she had been due to be born. Today, at 19 years of age, she's still the most precious girl I've ever known, our miracle from God, and a beautiful young woman who loves life, learning, friends, music, little children, and following Jesus, and who brings joy to everyone she knows. Jean's childhood experience finding the box with Arnie, as well as Emma Jean's unique birth, help answer why for so many people. Christian and non-Christian alike, abortion is a line in the sand and is considered anything but a woman's private choice with her own body. Arnie could have done whatever he wanted with the old cardboard box, and my wife could choose to dye her hair, tattoo her shoulder, or do anything else relatively harmless with her body, but neither one of them, nor anyone else, male or female, has the freedom to squash another human life, no matter how small or how hidden. This is certainly not the only issue Christians should care about or address, but since it involves the loss of life for 1.3 million children annually in the United States alone, with more every year than the combined number of Americans killed in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World Wars I and II, the Korean, Vietnam, Persian Gulf, Iraq, and Afghan Wars, what could be more important? This is especially true when we realize that a staggering number of almost 50 million unborn babies have been killed through abortions in the past 40 years alone. It's hard to hear the details of what really happens in an abortion procedure. No one likes to talk about them. But regardless of what a person's position is about abortion, it's important that he or she understand what actually transpires. There are a variety of abortion procedures, including one that tears apart and suctions out the baby's little body, another that requires the abortionist to insert a knife into the womb and cut the baby into pieces and then reassemble the tiny body to be sure that none of the pieces are left inside, and other methods that use a combination of chemicals to induce labor or saline solution that actually burns the baby alive, taking about an hour to end the baby's life so that the body can be removed. But by far, by far, the most horrifying method is one known as partial birth abortion. For all its coverage in the news, very few people seem to understand what it really is. Here's a description. Using ultrasound, the doctor grips the baby's legs with forceps. The unborn baby is then pulled out through the birth canal and delivered with the exception of its head. While its head is still in the womb, the doctor penetrates the live fetus's skull with scissors, opens the scissors to enlarge the hole, and then inserts a catheter, and the baby's brain is vacuumed out, resulting in the collapse of the skull. The doctor then completes the womb evacuation by removing the dead fetus. I'm sorry to give you that description. Honestly, just reviewing and writing these details makes me feel much like I did when I visited Dachau and and, uh, concentration camps in Germany and heard about the things that have been done in those places to our fellow human beings. Yet it's important that the world understand the atrocities that took place there, and the same is true of abortion. Both my heart and my mind tell me, and I trust yours tell you too, 
that such things are utterly wrong. For all the political posturing and legal maneuvering that is employed to protect this so-called freedom to choose to terminate life, that of an unborn son or daughter, the actual procedures are horrible to think about, which I'm sure is why most abortion advocates don't like to discuss the details. But that's also a large part of why this practice goes on and on. We too often fail to lift the veil to see what's really happening. Like those living under Nazi rule during the, during the days of the Jewish Holocaust, ignorance seems to be the closest people can get to bliss. The reasons and information that support the preservation of the unborn life is powerful, and yet many of our friends have still never heard or considered them. Even worse, for the women who experience an unwanted pregnancy and are under extreme pressure and confusion about what to do, those who advocate abortion as a morally neutral, quote, choice, deliberately withhold accurate information about the violent procedures and even information about non-lethal alternatives. This means that millions of women decide to have an abortion in a moment of weakness and vulnerability and then live a lifetime of regret for their uninformed decision. I hope that some of the following discussions will help us better answer those who question us about this and as a result, prevent some of the devastation and regret that abortion brings. And so he goes on to talk about uh, scientific answers and fetal development. It's an amazing, we, we are in an amazing uh, time in human history because we have access to so much information. And if you look at fetal development, I used to teach uh, childbirth classes. When I was in my early 20s, I got certified as a childbirth educator. Well, part of that certification process involved studying fetal development. And it is amazing. Only the seventh week from conception, you guys, babies start kicking. Uh, just under two months into the pregnancy, every organ in a child's body is in place. Their bones are taking shape. Their fingertips have already begun to form. Uh, it's it completely, the human, uh, human development is actually completely amazing. And as we learn more and more about it, and we can through ultrasound and all of these uh, amazing uh, technological advances, Christians and people of conscience should become advocates for the unborn. The Bible says that God has made human beings in his image. In his image, God created human beings in his image. It doesn't mean that we're like him physically because of course he's a spirit, but it does mean that we're like him in other ways, including having rational capacity, moral awareness, the ability to choose how we're gonna act on the things that, uh, the decisions that are coming to us at any given moment. This makes us unique among all creation. God has given us a value that is exponentially higher than any animal. And when I hear the arguments for abortion. I know in my heart, and I know many of you listening to this today, know how wrong it is. The Bible says that God knew us from the womb. You guys remember Psalm 139. He says that he, we, uh, he knew us, that God made all the delicate inner parts of my body, knit me together in my mother's womb. David goes on to say, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. 
How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Nothing about this inspired biblical passage hints at the idea that David was of any lower value while he was still in his mother's womb. And in fact, the opposite is true because we see God's active involvement and care in the forming and development of his body and his personality. And the Bible teaches us that human life is precious to God and that we do not have the right to take another human life. And today, as uh, as this case is being ready to be heard, I'm going to ask you guys to take a moment and pray. Put it on your social media. Make people aware this is happening. And the question is going to be asked, you know, what, what happens to the right to abortion? Let's say that this starts, this does start chipping away at Roe v. Wade. If at some point the Supreme Court of the United States makes the right decision to, de- to determine that this is not a federal issue that should be legislated or, uh, or um, adjudicated, by the Supreme Court, this will go back to the state. So for example, in Washington state, abortion was legal, uh, I believe, through all nine months of pregnancy, well before Roe v. Wade. And so if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't mean that abortion will be illegal in the United States. It means that the states have the right to determine what they want to have happen inside of their own jurisdictions. And there will still be states, probably Washington state will be among them, that continue the barbaric practice of abortion. But I believe that hundreds of thousands of innocent lives will be saved as a result even of kicking it back to the states and letting the states determine what their practice and their law will be. All right, you guys, that's all I've got time for today. Uh, Keep an eye on this story. It's a big story and is clearly still developing. And uh, hopefully we're going to see some good things happen in the fight for life in the days and weeks to come. Have a great day, everybody, and happy last day of November. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.